0: Welcome to the Soshigo Podcast. Everyone, whether a mum, dad, bride or groom, you deserve to throw an event you can sit back and be proud of. Therefore, we will be providing you tips and what's trending straight from the horse's mouth. Our reputable Australian Soshigo suppliers, here to help you execute the party or wedding you've been dreaming of. If you're a goal crusher in the events industry, looking for business tips and tricks from other industry leaders, you are in the right place. Sochi Go for Business is the podcast for you. On Sochi Go for Business, we are all about authentic, honest conversation, business talk, gauging advice from other businesses on their climb to the top, process hacks to save you time, and of course, a place for you to be yourself, to think freely. I am your host, Laura Karafalakis, co-founder and creative director at Sochi Go, here to help you bring magic and certainty into your events, as well as allowing business businesses in the events industry to step into the business they deserve with support, confidence and purpose. Together, we can make a positive impact in the Australian events industry. Are you ready? It's time. Let's do this.
1: Welcome back, everyone. If you don't already know, my name is Laura Karafalakis, your host, and I'm back today with my co-host, inspirational speaker, human behavior specialist, blogger, and content creator, just to name a few of his talents, Emmanuel. Anthony, how are you doing today?
2: Fantastic. Um, I also like to think I'm a phenomenal chef, but nobody yeah. agrees with me, um, <laughs> so rightfully so. <laughs> hey,
1: at least you're trying. Harry can do maybe I, barbecue once, two, maybe five you know, times a year, and that's about where it stops.
2: <laughs> you know what I make really well? I order a good pizza. Um, yes. I honestly do. Renee's like an like an absolute foodie, so she's taught me how to look at places, go to the reviews, everything, and then the the chef hats, all of that. I'm getting really good at it, so. Um, I can make sure that anything that anybody wants is top notch most of the time, but I can't make it. That's the only thing. <laughs> so
1: it's pretty funny. Hey, outsourcing is a it's talent that some people never respect. So yeah, that,
2: that's why you exist. Most <laughs> so yeah. people don't like me. <laughs> yeah. Could just hire people that are really good at what they
1: do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today we'll be discussing how to develop unshakable confidence. Um, such a huge topic, so let's not even waste a second and dive right in. Where are we starting today?
2: okay, so first thing i want I want to talk about is such an interesting fact um I guess when you do a job day in and day out, like I worked with one of my clients yesterday and he said you know I want to have your label of," um, so you didn't use the exact words, but if that was the same thing, unshakable confidence, and I said, well. Mine, to me, I mean, I played sport from a young age, comes from being in this field for six years working with thousands of clients and specifically researching tools by the world's top mentors um, and human behavioural specialists like Dr. John D. Martini that create results. I've been obsessed with results. Um, anything that I do, I, I want to know what are the results and when are they going to occur. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great question to ask because if you're trying to get the highest level of results, then you have to be able to watch what's going on along the way. And I said to him, well, I may do this day in and day out, so I'm going to have a very high level in um, appearance to um, the way that I overcome challenges. If I like, compare it to Dr. John D. Martinez All well, of my mentors, in comparison to them, it's probably not that high, but compared to the average person it is. I said, but there's no reason why a regular person can't increase the level of confidence that they have um, to a degree where it really is unshakable. But in order to do that, you're going to have to invest some time doing some things that most average people won't do. So this is what puts you into the 1%. And you've done this work with me as well, so you know what that is. And the first thing is to pre-prepare in advance for challenges that haven't occurred in your life. And for most people, this sounds like such a weird concept. But I know a few things are going to occur in most people's lives. Um, I could say everybody, but it depends on how long you're alive for. But somebody that you love will pass away, guaranteed to occur for many people. In fact, the the, the greater the level of wellness and well-being that you have in your life, the long, the greater the longevity, the more probability you're gonna see more people that you love pass away. So it's a guaranteed occurrence. So if you don't learn how to dissolve griefs and things like that, then, then you, your emotions are gonna manage you instead of you managing them, and they'll take you away from being present for those that you love, and you and I were discussing that just before this call. And on the podcast, The next one is also people leaving your life. Um, There's a common misconception that friends are going to be in your life forever. I mean, (laughs) you remember in primary school? Best friends for life, man. (laughs) Uh, It's quite an interesting thing when you think about it because in primary school, you've probably known somebody for like half a year and you're going to be best friends for life. Truth of the matter is, I've written about friendships. Friendships are there as long as your values align. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So even you and I, Um, When we first met, it was going out, same group of friends, nightclubs, all of that. That's what you and I valued. So we had a period where we'd see each other regularly, but we walked really close then. And then after that, there was kind of a period where we didn't really talk to each other. We'd see each other on social media or talk on there or comments. And that was the degree of our friendship. And you and I did some work together. That probably took it to another level, I'd say, because all of a sudden, they were discovering the most extreme parts of each other.
0: And that really helped
2: that grow. And then you developed on your personal development and your growth. And that really went to another level. And then now that you and I are both looking to really share that with people, it's like the relationship has taken another phase. And all of these phases are beautiful. I mean, the phases where we weren't as close, you have to grow your family and other friends and develop those parts of yourself and those where we're together, we've been able to do that together. So there's another concept. But the truth of the matter is you've got to be prepared for that. Um, Mm -hmm. Anything that you're not prepared for, is an emotional turmoil ready to happen in your life that you're not even aware of that when it happens it's just going to derail your most inspiring things. It's also going to help you because the mission in and of itself um, has meaning and purpose but you can pre-prepare for this stuff. Uh, the other thing is things that occur within the workplace or things that don't occur, getting the job of your dreams, losing the facility to leave the job of your dreams, breakups within relationships or marriages or things like that, um, not having things happen within the business, so learning how to deal with getting your way and not getting your way. Basically, all I'm saying is managing emotions in any perspective in terms of what could happen within your life, positive Absolutely. or negative. And I say positive too, because you can have a really successful business, but not be aware of how you infatuate over a male or female in your personal life and then have your personal life affect your business. Can that sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So to, do, to get unshakable confidence, when I'm working with my clients, one of the first things I say is, We've got to teach you how to manage your emotions to such a high degree and we've got to give you tools and skills for things that haven't even occurred within your life yet. So we start off by working on the major challenges they do have in their lives. Because I know if I produce a result in that area, they go, That was really good in the first challenge. Then I do the same thing in another big area and they go, You just did you're two out of two using a similar principle and similar tools. I go, Yeah. And then I nail the third area and they go, We get it. Okay, this is this is becoming pretty self evident you're doing this, you're doing X and Y, and you're getting the C, that's the, that's the result that you're getting. So if I apply that to all areas, I should get a similar result, yeah, yeah, And then clients work with me to learn how to do that at a very high degree. So for anybody watching this, you do have the ability to do that, but you've got to pre-plan. And if you're not pre-planning beforehand, then that's when anything could happen and all of a sudden you're shaken, and you're an emotional mess, and you're all over the shop. And I know that's happened to me within my
1: life,
2: um, I know that's potentially happened to you in a vast amount of areas as well. Is that correct?
1: I think we've all been there, haven't we? Where you know we're not fulfilling what we want and need in life, and what we value, and you know you kind of feel like you you're steering a sinking ship where you can't stay afloat, and you just like keep dipping under the water, drowning, come back up, drowning, come back up, and it's it's hard to stay afloat sometimes.
2: Yeah, and you just said something really, really amazing as well, which is not doing what you value.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. That's
2: another way of having been shaken all the time. Um, I had a client that I just started working with who messaged me, and Mm -hmm. and we just started working together, but he's feeling very inspired by the changes he's about to create, and he's been sharing that with people that are friends and those that he loves. And he said to me, "Um, this job that you do is really fulfilling, because he felt that as he was sharing people's contacts with me and them and I connecting that he's not only helping himself but as he communicates about the changes he's creating he's inspiring other people and then with them connecting with me they're inspired to create those changes in their life It's just this mm. nice vicious cycle that we have but as he's going through that he said um this job is really really inspiring and impactful and I send the message back I, I whenever somebody tries to you know say something and I perceive that it may be putting on a pedestal I want to say something to bring myself back down so I'm going to get cocky and arrogant. and I said um the usual thing I said because um, he owns an amazing restaurant. And I said, well, I'm inspired to serve people in the realm of emotional mastery and business mastery and things like that. So in that area, it is very fulfilling and inspiring. I said, but to somebody else who have these values, it's pretty damn boring. And I just think I listen to people's problems all day. <laughs> so yeah. they wouldn't like that. I said, now you obviously have an element of what I do that inspires you, but you also have this amazing restaurant that you have. And this restaurant where you serve people, and I see you always puts posts up as well, these delicious-looking pizzas and food, I I'd mm-hmm. just be the world's biggest fatty. I just want to eat everything. If you could eat a screen, I would eat everything you post. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I, and I've been to his restaurant, and it was phenomenal. But I said to him that you also are inspired by serving that and creating experiences that bring people together and their families and they yeah. eat these delicious foods and take photos and share it with their friends, and then they connect with it, and it's, this this growth of connection, and where would we be without that too? Because I was joking around at the start of it, but maybe unconsciously that's where it came from. Um, So every person doing what they value serves humanity. So Mm. if you want to be unshakable, do what you love. Because when you do what you love and love what you do, you're inspired every single day and you resonate an energy where you look for challenges. You don't run away from challenges.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at what you're
2: doing right now. Then you face big challenges on a regular basis but you love doing it because between that and jobs that you've done that you disliked or didn't want to be there, so this is fun.
1: Yes, that's right. And going back to being an inspiration, I think people think that you need to have a high amount of Instagram followers or a big audience. That's not necessarily what inspiring is or being influential. You could inspire or influence one person that still means you're an inspiration. It doesn't matter how many people, if you've done it to one person, 10 people, and you also don't know who then that person is then going to inspire and influence. And that's your effect rippling on. So yeah. um, keep in keep mind
2: so these they need the influences that people are, oh, They're very inspiring, etc. cetera. Like, I know some influencers hate the stuff that they sell, don't take the products that they sell, mm. got a large following, um, aren't very inspired themselves, they're actually a little bit lost and feel trapped because so that's become mm. their financial income. There's obviously the other side, but there's I know some influencers that love what they do, love promoting new products, um, and they're absolutely loving it, but there's, there's a whole facade behind that um, because when somebody's doing what they love and loving what they do, you're going to go out and inspire. Now, can some people inspire more than others in terms of a Sure, they could have more people that are actually looking at them due to marketing or things like that. Sure, so they've got to a great audience that they can reach. But it doesn't mean it's any more or less important. Um, I always say that whatever we're all doing, when we do it to the degree that we love it, we're naturally going to play a bigger game and inspire more people. But if we're not doing what we love, we just want to kind of hide away from the world and um, do it in a small degree. So. People choosing to do what they love and playing a big game in that, which will happen naturally anyway, it's just going to serve more and more people. So just do that and you'll naturally, intrinsically go out and find that people will look at you and say, oh, I love watching you do that or I love watching you be a mum. You know, My mum has no followers on Instagram, I guarantee you. Um, one of <laughs> the most inspiring people I've ever met. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um,
2: but do what you love, people, because... When you do, you naturally become organized, disciplined, reliable, and focused. Nobody has to tell you to do it. Nobody has to tell me to play 27 holes of golf this morning.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody
2: ever has to tell me I have to do that on Friday mornings. I do it every time. (laughs) And then I come back, I have a shower, I grab something to eat, and I jump on my laptop, and uh, usually it's about 10:30, 11, and I've got client calls through to 8 o'clock at night. And I love it, I absolutely love it. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. I love seeing people's lives change. I love finding out more about the human condition, evolution and growth. Every mm. challenge that comes my way, I mm. never really see as a challenge, it's just a fun task to overcome. Same thing on the golf course when I'm there as well. Um, what,
1: would you, sorry, about it. what would you say yes. to someone that, um, I'm gonna call it like they're in a bit of a rut and you know what, n- nothing. Mm. Nothing is appealing to them right now, and they they don't want to get out of bed. They would much rather just stay in bed or stay at home. They're shutting off from the world. They want to close down their business. It's, they just feel like giving up. So
2: there's a few reasons why a person would end up in those states that I found.
1: Um, mm-hmm. The
2: major one is, A, not doing what they love, that's generally mm-hmm. the thing. And B, having emotional stuff that they haven't overcome that's occupying time and space in their mind Mm. and their body, which is either psychology, your thoughts, or physiology, your body. Mm. Um, I did a really great video on uh, Facebook about suicide, and I said that it was merely a strategy to gain pleasure and avoid pain. That was the reason why people would do that. And if everything in your life is going well and all seven areas of your life are being highly mastered, you don't think of suicide. But if you have things that occurred in the past that no matter what you do, you can't get it out of your head, just repeating over and over again, kind of like a TV um, where you're locked. Imagine being locked in your apartment, and let's say the TV, which is a massive big-screen TV, so in one room, in a studio apartment, that is completely the the remote stuff. It's on super loud and it's playing the same thing again and again. It's what you don't want to hear. That's what's happening in a person's mind. And then imagine that the heater or, you know, whether they have a heater or cooler, is broken and it's either too hot or too cold because that's what we feel like when we're in those states Stuff's in our head yeah. we can't get it out no matter how much we try and our body feels completely doped up with chemicals and hormones that's what emotions mm. are um energy and motion um, or chemical and hormone mixes and balances or as that it's been um, promoted as imbalances when it's extremes and it's either too hot or too cold and you can't turn the tv off it'd be really frustrating for anybody well, that's what's happening in psychology and physiology. And the greater the extremes of what they perceive the curve that they can't get rid of, that's when they start to go, I, I just can't be bothered getting out of bed. Because usually when you don't want to get out of bed, you want to go back to sleep, and that represents knocking yourself out so you don't have to deal with the shit that you have it during the day that you can't get rid of. Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
1: Yeah, it's almost like it's a drug just like put me to sleep. That's what it is. I'm going to skate this right now, running away. I'm going
2: yeah. And, yeah, and the challenge with that is quite often the unconscious mind will bring up stuff in the dreams
1: or mm. personal
2: I have so much stuff they've avoided during the day that when they go to sleep and their mind is meant to be quieting down, it brings it all up because they've been trying to hide it and the purpose of the body is to hide it, just to bring it up for address So what do I say to that person? Well, number one, you definitely want to touch base with me because they're huge things usually. When you get to that stage, mm. you really want to get out of bed. Um, uh, and then the way that my clients and I address that in my consultation number one, so pardon me if this sounds like an advertisement, but I literally structured that whole my level one program for people at different levels of extremes. The first thing I always want to know is, what is it that's occupying time and space in your mind? And the answer, somebody will say, I don't know. I said, yes, you do. It's in your mind 24 <laughs> hours yeah. a day. You yeah. know it better than anybody else.
1: And it's a why they remind themselves, right? Like they, yeah, they, they can't or, they can't come out their mouth. Yeah.
2: Yeah, or the brain is just so fragmented that Mm. uh, it's just hard for them to answer questions for me. Because, you know, in that state, when you've got brain noise, if someone's talking to you, but you're not even listening to them, you've just got so much static happening in your own head, Mm. which I completely understand. So I'll say to them, we need to find out, because your mind's like a hard drive, and right now, they're like viruses. And I need to find out all of the specific viruses, and then I'm going to need a hierarchy of the one that is the most challenging that's occupying the most time and space and bracing off brain noise Mm -hmm. down to the least, so that we can start producing results in those. And uh, I worked with a lady today where we had done that exact process, first consult. I, said, I call it like an emotional x-ray because they're all those mm. fully extreme emotions that they're going through. And an x-ray sees right through you and um, brings a clear picture. So we had done that, and then we were working on one particular area. And as she was talking to me at the start, you could tell that as I was asking her questions, she just wasn't answering them, and she was kind of vague. And that was the brain noise. As we started to really get clear on what the specific challenge was that her and I were working through, I started to break through it. 30 minutes later, she goes, oh my God, my head feels so clear. And she started to talk like a regular person. And she goes, oh, okay, that's not what I thought it was. And I said, yeah, because brain noise comes from imbalanced emotions and perceptions that are there because your body's trying to let you know that you're doing internally through your organs, through chemicals and hormones that are running at extremes, and it wants you to balance that because it's killing you internally. So as we did that, she goes, oh, my head's clearer. At the end, she goes, I can't believe how clear my head is. I've I've had this for years. And I said, yep, this is going to session number two. This is where we actually really start doing the work, and next week it's going to be even clearer. So for those people that are experiencing that, we've got to find out what it is that's doing it because there isn't something wrong with you. The Mm. mind and the body is communicating the way that it's meant to, and it's actually fragmented from all the stuff that you haven't resolved and actually gotten over and managed those emotions around And When you do, it brings balance to it. And you know that because you and I have done work around that as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So that's the first element. Um, and as we actually go through and take out the biggest challenges then and actually resolve the emotions for life and permanently have those resolved, intrinsically, a person, this is amazing, I discovered this in my first 100 clients, So the first 50 clients, I started helping them overcome depressions and anxieties and things like that in that full-day and half-day breakthroughs. And they'd break through it. I'd keep contact with them over the next few weeks and see how they were doing. And then one thing kept coming up. People would say to me, I've been doing more of what I love. But nobody's asked me to do it. I just naturally go out and do it. And my self-worth is growing from that as well. Is that part of the work that we did? And I said, well, that was what I wanted you to do, but I just kept studying it. Years later now, what I figured out is, our most authentic self is highly inspired, empowered, congruent, does what it loves without asking anybody else and is 100% certain in what it wants to do. And when we accumulate a lot of baggage, we decrease our self-worth, that starts occupying time and space, and we move further away from that. When we resolve those challenges, we go back to that authentic self and we do it intrinsically and naturally, we're not even being asked to do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Wow. In fact, I can ask you. Um, when you and I worked through the challenge that we worked through, and in fact, your father was such a great one. After that breakthrough, did you find that with your head clearer? You just did you like a, a lot more.
1: Well, not just that. Um, my dad came back into my life. <laughs> was, yeah, and, and but you, that that, you you allowed that him to. What a simplicity! Yes, you allowed him 100%, to. Hundred percent, and I, I'm I'm a big believer in um, manifesting your 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 life basically. Um and it was almost like when I opened up my heart and I balanced out, you know, certain events, um, my dad contacted me literally out of out of nowhere after, you know, years. So, um, it's amazing when you do things like this what you actually bring into your life. Yeah.
2: That's not uncommon. Doctor John Demartini Martini has been doing the D Martini method for years. And um in the time that he's been doing that, there's been lots of synchronicities that when, um, it, it comes down to quantum entanglement, that's actually the specific name that it's related to, because everything in the universe is connected, and whenever you change the frequency of one thing, you're actually changing everything. And he's had instances in, this has happened in hundreds of cases over 40 years, where somebody will work on somebody else during the breakthrough and that person will ring them during the breakthrough, or get in contact shortly mm-hmm. after. And they just go, and they end up with goosebumps. They're like, oh my God, I, I didn't want anything to do with you. But then the mm-hmm. minute that I balance you, some reason you felt that you needed to reach out. So uh, it, it goes deeper into quantum entanglement. I, I won't lie. It's not something that I know everything about, but it's something that I've seen occur over and over again. Um, obviously, you know, I worked with you and that happened, but it's happened in many cases for myself as well. And it's been really beautiful to see. Um, and that is a study in and of itself, um, just the connection. So what scientists did a long time ago um, is they they broke the atom, so they, the positive and the negative charge, and they played with a frequency of one side. And what they realized immediately was that it altered and changed the other side instantaneously, certainly a minute, a second, an hour later. Um, but it actually changed it at the same exact moment, which didn't make sense, because if these two particles were separated, how is it that they were communicating? And then they called it um, uh, quantum entanglement, or um, as Einstein named, named it, spooky action in the distance. Because these things aren't connected, so how is it that they were doing that? And then they, they continued to change the distance and the space between the particles, but no matter what they did, they found that they still communicated So the end theory from that is that the whole universe is connected and it's all one in terms of energy, mattering on what energy frequency you look at. They actually are all one. Um, But the whole thing is energy, but it's also information. And that information, one of the questions that they have is, how do we access that information? Because if it's all information, what could we access if we learn how to extract from that? So that's a real thing that scientists are trying to do. Um and today we've got the quantum computer where they can put um the whole of the internet um on a quantum computer, I think it's the size of an atom or something. So we can carry that all the way up to any part of the universe that we want. Um they've gotten it down to that. But what the universe is offering, if we could figure out how to extract that, we would find amazing wealth of information beyond us to all other things. So it's a really fascinating field, quantum entanglement, physics and um, things like that. But, um, you know, once again, that really comes down to how much a person wants to go down the rabbit hole. Mm, <laughs> I think my students absolutely. in a certain way that um, even I haven't gone fully down that route. So it's beautiful. But, yeah, so once you start resolving those challenges and then you find out what most inspires you, because I always say that usually the stuff we're working on is stuff in the past. Some of current that usually you're experiencing in the current, but it's a lot of stuff from the past that you bring with you, as uh, emotional mm-hmm. baggage. Um, once you resolve that, then all of a sudden the person feels that their past and their the major areas we've worked on are completely calm. But now they end up saying, well, that was behind me. What's in front of me? So that's why mm-hmm. I usually work them to find out what their most inspired values are. And I give them a purpose and a mission. I don't give it to them. I find out and extract what it is inside of them um, and their values. And then I reveal that and then... Um, we look at empowering them and giving them permission to go do that in a great degree. Now the past is settled, the future is most most inspiring, and they're present in the moment, creating that future, which is beautiful. I love that. So that's my advice to anybody. I hope they got all of it. If not, you may have to re-listen. Um, but that's what we do when, in the work that I do with people. It's about past and future, synthesised and balancing, so that we create a present person in the moment right now, inspired to take on bigger challenges instead of running away from them.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? Sometimes in life you change as well. So, and I think you know you may you may think that you have everything set and what you want to do, and then you, you, sometimes you can change as a person and say, you know, you could study law, and then say, well, actually no, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to become a circus dancer. Like who even knows? Like because you've right not. Yeah, you've not been living your fulfilled life. You've done what your parents have wanted you to do or what you think is right or what's going to make you the most money or um, give you a high status in society kind of thing. Um, and then you know, when you start living your true self, that's when, yes yeah, your life can completely slip. But, you know, sometimes where it needs to be.
2: So one of the things that um, I tell people is it's not a question of if you're going to change throughout your life. Change is going to be constant. The variety of the change or when? The, um, mm. of yeah is based on your unique set of values, and that can happen consciously or mm. it can happen unconsciously. So in other words, um, when you have kids, usually you'd say that a lot of people have a, a very quick change and family becomes a high priority. Whereas before that, I, I know some friends, um, a good friend of mine, um, I, I thought she was an Instagram model because every time I looked at her um Instagram, there was a picture of her in a bikini. <laughs> so <there> wasn't. <laughs> She just loved the single life and partying and um, slaying men. It's just a hot girl, and mm-hmm. um, and I remember her and I would laugh at um, you know how many men would inbox her and she had a plentiful history in that. But then all of a sudden she met a guy, and from that, and funnily enough from Tinder. Um, I would joke around about Tinder, but she actually met a guy and they really clicked, and then she got pregnant. Well, now her posts are all about her child. That's it, Mm -hmm. all you see, him running around. (laughs) I saw one picture of her in a bikini recently in Bali. And I was like, oh, I remember that. But I completely even almost forgot that person existed because she's been a mum and that's what she's been posting for like three years now. So it can occur through different periods of your life. And I say it can because there's a majority of people that will go through certain stages and things will occur because that's what happens during those periods. But then there's always people that are exceptions to that too. So in other words, uh, primary school, kind of like hanging out with your parents for a lot of people, um, but then you're starting to move towards socializing and building that area of your life and moving away from your parents. High school, you usually think it's too cool to hang out with your parents. And then you reach like 35 or you start going clubbing and you want nothing to do with them. All of a sudden you hit like 30s, 35s, and you're going, Jesus, how long are these people going to be around for? And now you go back to them (laughs) and you have this... I want to make sure I have quality time with these people. So they make
1: Absolutely.
2: And then you have kids, and that may change in terms of values. But having said that, um, the average of different people at different stages, although that's the masses. There's also other people that completely defy that, and that brings that into balance as well. And, and it's a beautiful balance because everybody just wanted to be parents, well, who the hell is going to work in certain areas? Because some jobs mm-hmm. involve working late nights, um, long shifts, all of those things. A lot of cases, parents aren't, certain parents aren't going to do that because they've got more of the value for family. They're going to have a balance. Um, so we need people that are single or in different stages of their life or highly into business mastery like Steve Jobs, and are just going to dedicate themselves to that and making sacrifices in other areas that helps civilization advance as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of that. But you will change. And oh, here's another one. Our family members pass away. I mean, I, my highest value is family at the moment because Renee and I are looking to create a family. But what would happen if every member of my family except my brother died? I mean, I love being in Mm -hmm. Sydney, but what would happen to Renee? In the next 24 hours, I may all of a sudden completely shift values. And all of a sudden, well, we should go to Melbourne. It's my my only family member that I've got um, within what was a whole family um, unit that got wiped out. So now all of a sudden, she's dating a completely different person to who she was 24 Mm -hmm. hours ago. The way that I see, interact with the world, um, my beliefs, Uh, what it is I'm willing to do or not do is completely changed and that can happen within any moment. Um, You mentioned that one, people changing jobs, connecting with a new audience or or a new group of people and then they change as well. So your ability to adapt to change within yourself and honor that and love that stage of your life is a big thing um, because a lot of people will go, oh, I've changed and I don't like who I currently am and also you wouldn't have changed if you have a value for changing into who you are. So, why not honor and love what you're turning into or what you're changing into? Because there's a reason, a meaning, and a purpose. And usually we wait till later on in life before we see the wisdom. And my mentor, Dr. John D. Martini, told me, Why have the wisdom of the agent of the aging process? <laughs> I wait 20 yeah. or 30 years and hate yourself in the process when you could do it in 20 or 30 minutes and then go, Oh, thank you. And then you save yourself a lot of time and do something more inspiring with yourself. So, in those situations, It's about learning how to do that within yourself, but then learning how to do that with a partner if you're married or in a relationship too. Because if you, when people get married, the common misconception is who I'm marrying is the one and that's exactly what they're going to be like. Not Mm. knowing they're probably going to have two or three or five changes in their life, and you are as well. And that's why some people get divorced. We're not the same people anymore. Duh. (laughs) That's That's the way that it works. I would hope
1: yeah.
2: I'm not. <laughs> no, hope not. Jesus, yeah. I mean, if, if I was the same person from when you met me, then I'd probably be somewhere partying, trying to pick up five or six women with a lot of drugs around. Me. <laughs> and that was a fun <laughs> phase of my life. But at 35, I just I don't think my body could handle that level of partying and craziness and um, women right now. I, I think I've got enough headaches with one. Renee tells me all the time, I'm, I'm one headache that she can handle. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she bro, down, with dying, so. <laughs> And that's true. And that's another thing. That's not just a saying, it's actually true. No, it's actually so true. People that like
1: Your body, yeah. your mental health like yeah, no, it's some um, facts, yes.
2: It's a fact it's kind of people that retire, hard. if you look at what happens, their life yeah. spans can quite often um end up going downhill from that. So what I say to a lot of people is I don't believe in retiring where you're only speaking. And we didn't want to go on holidays as well. I'm Not sure that's good or bad, but I've just got to process for people if they're going to take that route so that keeps them stimulated. Um, I've never looked outside of my window and all of a sudden all the trees are gone with a message left out there, gone to Cancun for the usual, peace out or something. (laughs) Mm. Never seen that. The trees are either growing or dying. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's all they have in nature. Either you're moving towards growth, acceleration, or you're dying. But Mm -hmm. anything that has meaning and purpose thrives and survives Um, that anything that doesn't die, that's it. Nature has no fat in it, it just has meaning or purpose. And ecosystem is a magnificent balance for that. If you study the ecosystem, you go, what the hell is this, this is amazing. So everything that, this is a predator, this is a prey, predator, prey, predator, prey. This is helping this, this is um, the challenger. It's, it's, It's all well put together in every ecosystem around the world and extending outside of the universe. But then, if something gets extinct, the whole thing reworks itself, and it puts itself right back to a perfect synthesized balance. It's freaking amazing. Um, so something's running this, a lot of people call it a god, etc. cetera, um, but I call it an intelligence is running that, um, that is beyond our understanding. So all of that is naturally occurring around us. And it's the understanding of that and the application of that into our life. In fact, that's, that's one of the reasons I have such unshakable confidence. The more I see thousands of people every couple of years break through their stuff that's meant to be extreme, the more I trust in the stuff that I do because I'm seeing that yeah. day in and day out. And and that's why I tell people, you don't have to work with thousands of clients the way I do, um, but you can apply the processes and create results over and over again until you go, yeah, I have trust in that system because I've seen it work 30 times, 40 times, 50 times. And in fact,
1: my clients do. definitely a big confidence boost. Um, hell yeah. You know, and why shouldn't, yeah. why shouldn't it be? Yeah.
2: Why shouldn't it be? I hate it when people say that in their psychological fields. Well, it's not really about results. Yeah, no problem. Just have somebody sit down for days, weeks, months, mm. and years, pay you money, give you time, but you don't have any accountability whatsoever and you can put the emphasis back onto them. What the hell is going on now? I don't know any other field where that, that happens. can't order a pizza and not get it and ring them and say, well, you took my money. And they go, yeah, but really, so this is a new thing, not a us thing. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. It's not <laughs> yeah. the way that it works. Yeah. Does that make sense? And it's not a fair exchange as well. That's the biggest part of it, that really. But I'll get up every single morning my thing is, I just want to service people and I want them to have an amazing experience while getting a result. Like the lady that I worked with today, she was pissing herself laughing. And she goes, you just took the most traumatic experience of my life and I've been laughing the whole way through it and I'm feeling amazing and actually finding mm-hmm. resolution in this and grateful. She said, I didn't even know you could do that. And I said, it would be pretty damn depressing for me. As a client once taught me, depresso-expresso. Um, every single day, people just yapped on about the same stuff and I created no results, but I took your money. I feel like a, a fake and I, like I was using you and just trying to drag it out as long as I could. The whole thing just doesn't feel authentic. Why would I want to get up for that? I, I'd want to stay in bed and sleep all day. But, I go, but because I'm seeing you chip away, get specific results, and you're laughing and enjoying the process as well. Like, you and I laughed so much about different things that you thought about different people that we worked on and how you By the end of a year, you're yourself going, why the hell did that take me so long? Why did I hold on to that? That wasn't what I thought it was. It was very inspiring. So that ability to do that, unshakable confidence. But unless mm-hmm. you've got those tools, and this is a real fact in all of this, unless you have those tools, you're not going to. And in a world filled with so much pseudo shit mm-hmm. in the personal development world, I understand why it's hard for a person to do that in $250,000 worth of study, I found $200,000 worth of crap. That's So, I mean, positive thinking doesn't freaking work. Can't exaggerate the positive and live in a fantasy world and hope that positive vibes doesn't freaking work. You're gonna get positive and negative. Yeah. But the minute I found the martini's work, I realized there's levels to this game. Like anything yeah. else, there's mm-hmm. levels. And I can go to the lower level and at the lower level, you have people that promote hype and positive thinking for the masses, because they'll run into that and they want that. But no matter what they do, they can never get it. There's always another side. But when the other side appears, the higher up you puff yourself up, the further down you fall. Does that make sense.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, nice. so if you're living in a bubble. You're not really in your true, authentic, you know, life. Yeah. It's, I it's think,
2: not
1: the,
2: the can of a Yeah. Yeah, I can think of a multitude of various um harry you hate me but you love me if i said harry was always beautiful always nice um always awake, lake never sleeping and if anyone's been to your facebook that i know you've got the best <laughs> collection of harry sleeping the best hit. it's not just sleeping; um, it's
1: snoring it's the real it's yeah kids snoring, on him all
2: kinds of can't stuff even the it's, TV. It's, yeah you should get requests if anybody's got anything <laughs> you'd like drawn on harry's face for twenty dollars uh, <laughs> Laurel, <Bird. laughs> um, but if I said all oh, that, right, you'd say no, no. You'd say he has two sides. You'd try going up to him, and saying mm-hmm. crap about his kids. You mm-hmm. seeing if you get a positive response out of him, you get slapped in the face.
1: Mm, um, the try light talking,
2: yeah, try going against the things that he values, to get the other side. Mm. So that you lost both sides. You're willing to honour and appreciate both sides. You're willing to grow and take support and challenge from him. That's why you're his partner and vice versa. So a beautiful place that you um, you put on. I think it's 10 years from you guys. Years? Uh, eight, eight years, yeah. yeah. Eight, eight
1: years, yeah. This
2: <laughs> no, yeah, so, but no, but amazing, um, amazing that you've been able to put up with yourself. <laughs> <I'm> really <laughs> joking. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Harry, I heard the same thing to her when you're on the phone about you. I just trick the joke. But, um, but you're willing to embrace both sides, and because you're willing to embrace both, you get to have love because it's right in the between both of that. So if somebody comes up to you and says, like, I just met this new girl, she's always beautiful, never ugly, always nice, never mean, and just kept puffing it up for 15 minutes. No, none of us could mm-hmm. believe it. You look at them like, dude, you are mm-hmm. over infatuated, This bubble will pop the longer and mm-hmm. bigger and harder you grow this fantasy, the more down and out you're going to be. And that's that's all grief is at the end of relationships, all the stuff that we're infatuated over because there's always grief and relief and we're always relieved over the stuff that we didn't like anyway, not being in our life. <laughs> so... That's going to happen. Jobs, same thing. I get clients come to me and they go, the perfect job, and they start inflating it. I say, what are the draw sides? drawbacks or the downsides? There are none. And you get, bah. There's always downsides. But mm-hmm. so then they go, oh, I've already accepted the offer. I go, okay, you're going to resent this job soon. And I go, yeah. why? Because you just took whatever you could get instead of negotiating, didn't you? Yeah, it's a dream job. I said, yeah, but once you start working in it, you're going to see the downsides. A couple of months later, you just get a phone call. Man, it's long hours more than i thought oh now you're feeling undervalued yeah. there's all this other stuff that i haven't even considered that's involved with it in fact the higher up i go the more people that challenge me and hate me and are attacking me on a daily basis well i thought this is all positive you tell me there's a negative to this as well that you need to balance out once you go through it they realize there's two sides to it they've suddenly taken the time to look at the other side and now they feel stuck and they feel underpaid and underappreciated whereas every time i work for the client get them to see both sides they go in there and they negotiate. When the person says, well, why should I pay you more? Well, it's because involved in this and this, and you're going to be utilizing extra skills that you haven't applied into there that I have that involves this and this, and they find an equal exchange for the person, what they feel valued for in terms of their service and what they're willing to do to grow their company or whatever their position is. So whenever I went to any place that puffed me up, I got puffed up for the time that I was talking to those people and felt super great. But life is about both. Nobody walks around with their chest up beating it all day and you punch them in the face. You know, you <laughs> like there was a guy called Darren that was doing that to me. I'm in a peace state, man. Shut up, Darren.
0: <laughs> Five or seven
2: o'clock in the morning, on the way to work, shut up. Have a coffee okay. and just sit down like everyone else. You know what I mean? You'd be like, calm down. You can't be, you know, that high 24 hours a day. And in fact, the people that pretended to be that positive, and I know because my job at the time was to promote what the hell I did. And I noticed the more positive I was to the outer world and Facebook and everything else, Mm. the more shameful I felt on the inner world for having anything but the other side. And it was like, hold on a second, is it meant to be there or not, because if I'm trying to positive things for like two years straight, I couldn't get it right. And I was doing it more than anybody else. I knew at the time, I must be doing something wrong. And I realized, no, there's two sides and both of them are feedback. Usually the negative is bringing me back down from the positive. And when I exaggerate the negative, I usually need a bit of the positive to get me back up because that's also a delusion and there are blessings in what I'm thinking. And then I realized it's about learning how to use both. And then I found Dr. John D. Martini and he was teaching me how to use both. So I used to taught my clients how to do that. And that really changed results as well. That changed the level of unshakable confidence my clients had. So at the start, when I was trying to teach them positive thinking, they'd have perceivably negative stuff that happened. And because they didn't want to be negative, they wouldn't tell me about it, and they'd hide it, and I couldn't even help them. <laughs> and they'd, they'd leave my session thinking that they were meant to be this delusion that they could never reach. Whereas once I showed them how to manage both sides and what the feedbacks were, when we finished working together, they'd, when they got a negative feedback system, they'd know what to do to bring them into balance. They get a positive one that was exaggerating something and about to put them into trouble, Unconsciously, not be aware of it, they knew what to do, and both sides were just feedback serving them. They became very unshakable. That's when my client's results went the next level. And anybody that knows me well enough, a label or a qualification, I've got plenty of them, do not mean a thing to me. But my client's results do. That's the only thing wow. that matters. That, that's, I do not care what you call me. That's why I still call myself a human behavioral specialist. I'm consistently learning and work with psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, um, mm-hmm. I work with chiropractors. Um, I would just launch uh, a new venture in terms of what we're doing what we're doing I will talk to anybody that will damn listen about <laughs> how to change your life and I will connect with anybody and get any qualification that I think will help that mission but my label is not important the results are and if we're creating results they speak for themselves and I get to work with more people and that's what I'm interested in that's what inspires me in this area
1: yeah and labels are so so last season who, who needs a label Mark But needs everything needs to put a label on it whether it's a thickness or yeah I don't know I don't like labels to be honest Um, Mm -hmm. but let's segue into homework time Um, because obviously we don't want people to walk away with the content that we shared today and do nothing so what is the homework. Oh, actually I'm also going to ask if anyone has been doing their homework from what we've been sharing please drop us a message. we like, would love to hear from you. Um would like to know, you know, what results yeah. you're getting, you know, if you haven't reached out to Emmanuel to work with him directly if you've been doing the homework like drop us a line. Like we would love to hear from you to see, you know, what's working for people and what you're taking from the stuff that we share. Um but yeah, Emmanuel, what's the homework
2: this week? Okay. So I feel like people shouldn't call me Mr. Emmanuel. What's the Mr. homework? Manuel. Mr. Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Mr. E. <laughs> okay,
2: so Mr. or Mr. Anthony, I guess you called uh teachers other name. Mr. Anthony. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the first one is to complete your value determination. I harp on this over and over again, but I did this every single month. In fact I had um, a student of mine that he does monthly consults with me and um He's been with me for about three years and every month we have an hour of power and we overview all seven areas of his life and where that's mm-hmm. going. and um, We set the action steps for the next items that he's going to do. So we're making sure we're just holding him accountable and, um mm-hmm. all areas. But one of his favorites, finances, watching that growth. Um So one of the things that he and I have been doing, and I, I, I tell all my students to do this nobody does it, and I'm guessing you may be one of those naughty ones, I said, do your values every month. And if you do your values every month, you won't ask what most inspires you because sometimes you have a change in between and you don't know, you know, all the time you feel weird, but you'll see it. And he goes, I've been doing my values determination for the last four months. And every month before the month starts, it like the 30th or 31st. I have absolute crystal clear clarity in where my life is in that moment. And he goes, and then I've been playing your game. When it was highest in my values, I do that for most of my time, second highest in my values, I do that for the second most of my time. And the third, I do it um, for the third. So it's all based on the most fulfilling stuff I can do that month. And he goes, and the, I never guess them. I never feel good or bad about my values. I just understand that's where I am in life, and I honor them. And he goes, the more I honor it, the more I'm loving my life. So that's what I'm going to recommend to you guys. www.drdmartini.com forward slash values. Go on to spend 10, 15 minutes. Some people will be 20, but answer the 13 questions and find out what your unique set of values are. And then honor and integrity and all that crap. No, 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 no. This is going to be very specific. If you looked at my life, family is number one. because That's what I do. That's what I talk about. So I'm organized. So i reliable and focused. Then the second one, the human evolution, development, and growth. Technically, they're both the same thing for me, really, um, because they're overlapping to each other. And the third is physical health and mastery. And if you follow me around every single day, over a week, over a month, you see that's basically all I do and you'll be able to see that, yeah, he values that, he talks about it, he promotes it, His Facebook shows that, there's congruency across the board. So find out mm-hmm. who you are, because you want to have unshakable confidence. How are you meant to know who you are if you don't know what you value, what intrinsically mm-hmm. that is? And sometimes we think it's one thing and it's and it's not. So many of my clients say they either don't know or they tell me what their values are, and then we do this determination, they go, oh my God, that's who I am. I thought I was this person, but no wonder when I say I'm gonna do certain things in that area, I procrastinate, hesitate, and frustrate, um, because that's not actually who I am. I said, that's fine. Just honor who you are, That's that serves people too. Find out how to play a big game in that area. Then secondly, what you want to do is find out where are your weaknesses? Um, so you want to write down specifically and identify, where are your weaknesses? Is the emotional challenges you're going through? Is it lack of self-worth? Um, is there specific challenges that you're not taking on um, within your life? Or where are your weaknesses? It could be any of the seven areas of life, physical, financial, mental, spiritual, social, vocation, and family. But once you've written down your weaknesses, they're a blessing in disguise also, because if you can't figure out the blessings or the benefits from your weaknesses, you're gonna have shame and guilt. So I usually recommend in those areas for my clients and students, write 20 benefits to your weaknesses. like 20 for you and 20 for others. Love them. Learn how to love them, and let go of the shame and guilt that you have towards that while you move towards doing what you love. Then write down the key action steps that we'll take to grow in that area. Um, Write down 50 ways in um, each age period um, that you've served other people, including yourself. That that drastically helps you increase your self-worth. 50 is actually minimal. Um, I usually get clients to do 500. Um, I worked with a client that you know, and um, she was experiencing low self-worth, and I got her to write down 500 ways during every age period, 30 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, that she served others in all seven areas of life. (laughs) I got her to do five in each area per um, age, you know, 10 to 15, pardon me, per each age period. So it was actually probably more than that. When we had our next phone call a week later, I called her, she was already in tears because she'd just finished some of it. And she goes, I can't believe how much I used to beat myself up and think that I wasn't worth anything. That's what low self-worth is. I finished writing How I Serve Myself and Others and she goes, this is ridiculous. I have so much value. Somebody like me shouldn't be thinking about killing themselves, they should be thinking about how they can do more of what they love and serve others more. But just a tears of gratitude and appreciation for herself. Let go of at least 20 years worth of stuff. She could see it with clarity and certainty. You could hear it in her voice. So it's mm-hmm. really amazing. Um, so that one's a really big one. It's an exercise that I actually met up um, uh, just before that, but it's now part of the curriculum because the people that complete it come back to me with just uh, an open heart, a balanced mind and clear clarity that they mean something to this world, um, and they're here to serve, and and do it in the area that they love. Serving an area that you love, by the way, and it's easy. If you serve in an area that you don't love, it becomes really hard, and you don't want to do it anyway. Mm. You find out what you love, and find them, and you create a business out of that. Usually, and that, or go find a business that will hire you for that, and you'll serve people. No worries, um, I got no worries serving people doing it, um, and. If you can't come up with 50, then you have a lack of awareness in that area and it's super beneficial that you do. So I don't take no's for answers when I work with my clients. I tell them to find a way and then I help them find a way. Um, but I ask them to trust in themselves first. So there's a few exercises there, but if you do those exercises and you do them properly and you answer the amount that I mentioned, you'll expand your awareness, increase your self-worth and increase um, your confidence when you get unshakable. Oh, say it again.
1: I'm not cheating.
2: <laughs> and yeah, no cheating at all. I don't write the same answers in different ways. Come up with real answers. Mm.
1: Um,
2: but if you do that, you'll increase your confidence to a high degree. If you want to get unshakable, touch base with one of us. We'll show you how to take it to the next level.
1: Absolutely. And if, you know, because it's not easy. Um, and if you do go away and try this and don't give up, where can. Our listeners reach you, Anthony uh, Emmanuel. I'm calling you Mr. Anthony now. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Where can they laughs> my fault. reach you? Yeah, that is your fault. Where can they reach you to explore this further with you?
2: Okay, so one three hundred seven nine two double five two. So you can ring me, and um, the receptionist will put you through and organise a <laughs> convenient time. Alternatively, info. Emmanuel Anthony. Dot com. Dot au. Um, so I check that as well as my team, so you can. Email them and just say hi. My name is Joseph or Josephine or I you don't know what got Joseph in my head or variations. Whatever mm-hmm. your name is, um, I've been listening to the podcast. You and Laura. Um, I think that you're a better presenter than Laura. Feel free to place that in there if words a why. Um, okay. but, um, <laughs> just uh, yeah. but, um, and I just wanted to say hello and uh, I feel that potentially you may be able to assist in some areas can we organize a call whatever it is that you'd like to say in there and um, I'll make sure that I answer that within 24 to 48 hours to be honest with you I'm usually considerably quicker than 24 hours but I always like to say that in case I've got a back-to-back roster of clients mm-hmm. um, on a particular day so you know that's um, I'm still there, and I'm still thinking of you, and though we haven't met yet, I'm just getting to you in, the, in between clients to book in the next convenient time. But if you do that, then i would be glad to hear what it is that you say and offer you a complimentary 20-minute conversation so we can see if we're the correct fit for each other.
1: Absolutely, and and life happens. So unfortunately, we live in a world where we want things instantly, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um, but that's it for today Uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like to cover please do reach out via email or drop us a line on social media as you know we don't charge or have any ads on our podcast we simply share because we care so if anything resonated with you today or even if you took one thing away please share with others Um, this is our only fee the podcast and for the content and again we just want to help and yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Emmanuel, thanks again. Killer no kill episode again. No,
2: I love it. And I and I just realized I forgot one note, so I'll leave with this if you don't mind. Um, one of the last things to create unshakable confidence is having realistic expectations. Uh, learning how mm-hmm. to appreciate war and peace at all extremes in all seven areas of your life. If you can learn how to say, instead sort of saying, why me, say try me. Um, and I wrote a great post the other day that says um, you didn't just go through it, you can grow through it. So if you can learn to embrace both sides of life, you become unshakable. Because no matter what happens, it's on the way, not in the way. And I know that you have that ability inside of you and I'll keep it short. That was it. So that was just one note I wanted to make sure that we added because I felt that value. So other than that, thank you for having me as always, Laura. Um, And thank you for everybody that listened and
1: cared. Love that. Boom. And with that, have a great morning, lunch, evening, night, wherever you are in the beautiful world that we live in and have an inspired day. And we'll see you next time on the Social Go podcast. Catch you next
0: time on Social Go podcast. Please don't forget to favorite us on Spotify so you receive weekly updates for every episode that we release on the Social Go podcast.